0: Tonight during Freshman Fellowship, we are going to be talking about scripture as story. Now, I don't really get to watch movies in the theater that much anymore, having small kids. But three Christmases ago, for whatever reason, I got to see three movies in a row in the theaters. It's just what was playing. Creed, The The Martian, and Pitch Perfect 2. And when I went to see these movies, they enveloped me. Just totally took over my imagination. And I found myself asking... What would it be like if those were the stories that shaped my life? Do you ever do this? I mean, like I watched Creed and I thought, man, I I really should become a boxer. Like <laughs> I think that would be a good use of my time as a mid-30s dad. And then I watched The Martian and I thought, yeah, I could totally be an astronaut. And then Pitch Perfect 2 is like, yeah, I, I definitely should have been and maybe still should be in a college a cappella group. It's ridiculous. But – it gets at the reality that we, we as humans live story-shaped lives. We are narrative creatures. At the beginning of the stay-at-home order, The Atlantic published something that said that we require stories as human. We need them to stay alive. And it, As you remember, The uh, New York Times and Atlantic and lots of news outlets were publishing must-watch and must-read lists, just giving people stories to hold on to to make sense of their lives. Alistair MacIntyre, who was a philosopher during the 20th century, in his book, After Virtue, said that you have to know what story you're in in order to know what to do with your life. In order to answer the question, what must I do, we must first answer the question, which story or stories do I find myself in? That ethics, in a postmodern culture, ethics require a narrative, In order to know what I must do, I must first be able to answer the question, which story or stories do I find myself in? Let me illustrate this for you. Let's say that you've got a ring. How do you know what to do with it? First, you've got to figure out what story you're in. If you're in a romantic comedy and you're a guy and you find that you have a ring, a gold ring, then the answer, knowing the story that you're in, would be then to find the girl that you're supposed to give the ring to. Now, this would be very different than if you find that you're a hobbit in The Lord of the Rings. Your job, then, is the ring is to throw it into the fires of Mount Doom. Like In order to know what we must do, we must first ask the question, which story or stories do I find myself in? So what is your story? The story in which you find significance and purpose might simply be the story of your life, the narrative of your own private biological journey. But it might be broader than this. The story of your family or the story of your town. Maybe you're the first person from your family to go to college. Or maybe your town that you're from, um, you're the first person to go to a school like Wake Forest. And you find yourself being a part of the story of your family or your town. But it might be broader than this. It might be the story of my country. The story of my civilization. And the more deeply that you probe for meaning, the larger the context you will seek. And this leads to a very important question. Is there a true story, a true story of the whole world in which I am called to live my life? One author put it this way. He wrote, the way that we understand human life depends on what conception we have of the human story. What is the real story of which my life story is a part? Is there a real story that provides a framework of meaning for all people in all times and places and therefore my own life in the world? Christians believe that there is one true story about the universe, the story told in the Bible. It begins with God's good creation and human rebellion and runs through the history of Israel to Jesus and on through to the church, moving to the coming of the kingdom of God. And at the very center, the very center of this story is Jesus Christ, in whom God has revealed his fullest purpose and meaning for the world. Only in this one narrative can we discover the meaning of human history and thus the meaning of your life and mine, and then know how to live. And this kind of story is a foundational story. It provides us with an understanding of the whole world and of our place within it. Such a comprehensive story gives us the meaning of not merely personal or national history, but universal history. Now, I know that this sounds crazy to our culture. This is very difficult to hear right now. We feel pressure to regard the Bible as just another volume in the world's library of interesting stories. But to do that would be to treat the Bible as something other than what it claims to be. It claims to be the one true story of the world. According to the biblical narrative, the meaning of the whole world's history has been most fully shown to us in the person of Jesus. Now, you may embrace the story as true, you may reject it as arrogant and false, but you cannot simply reshape the Bible to suit your preferences. The Bible's claim to tell the true story of the world's history and its meaning is fundamental to its structure. Now, it's helpful for us to see this from a different perspective. A Christian missionary named Leslie Newbegin had a conversation with a Hindu scholar in India in the late 20th century. And as he was talking to him about the Christian faith, the Hindu scholar said this to him. He says, I can't understand why you missionaries present the Bible to us in India as a book of religion. It's not a book of religion. And anyway, we have plenty of books of religion in India. We don't need any more books of religion. He said, I find in your Bible a unique interpretation of human history of universal history, the history of the whole of creation and the history of the human race, and therefore a unique interpretation of the human person as a responsible actor in history. This is unique. There is nothing else in the whole of religious literature of the world to put alongside it. So a question for you to consider is do you believe this story to be true Do you reject it as arrogant and false? Because the one thing we cannot do is reshape the Bible to suit our own preferences. It doesn't allow for that.